0: All right, it's 14 after 10 o'clock. Let's get into our conversation for the second hour of the show. Let me welcome into studio for this conversation Reverend Joshua Daniela, who is the chairperson, the Gauteng chairperson of the South African Men's Forum. Reverend Daniela, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning to you, Katie, and to the listeners. We also have joining us on the line um, Dr. Zuluma Tabo Zulu, who is a research scientist, director of Madisebo University Research Institute. Dr. Zulu, good morning. Oh,
1: good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity and also greetings to your audience.
0: And your I would audience. also like to invite Mr. Zolani Leva, who is the Secretary General of the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. Dadim Liva, good morning to you.
2: Uh, good morning, Kathy. Uh, my name is Zolani Mkiva. Yes, I am the general of Consolasa. And thank you for having me and greetings to the good doctor and the good reverend as well as the good listeners.
0: I think perhaps a good place for me to start would be with you, Mr. Mkiva, just to give us an understanding of of where we are. When it comes to this matter of initiates that die every single year, Um, what are some of the final numbers of lives that we have lost right now? Because often when the statistics come out, you know, you have numbers sort of that are broken down into provinces. There will be two people that 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 passed away in a province like Limpopo. It will be, um, you know, 17 people uh, or initiates in, in, in the Eastern Cape. But we never have a, sort of a full aggregated picture uh, of, of what we're really dealing with nationally.
2: Well, I wouldn't have the latest number. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not sure whether you're asking for the current for the current year or you are just saying from the time this thing began. And um, the, the, the fact is, that the great number of these deaths and fatalities are happening in the eastern Cape, particularly in, in the region of Arttambo and parts of the Alfred district. And, um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then there are few numbers which happen in Lipopo and as well as the uh, Pumalanga. Very few and most of them, that are happening in these two latter provinces, they are normally caused by natural uh, causes. But in the eastern case, the great number of those deaths are informed by the bogus initiation schools, wherein our children are being lured by criminals who do not know how and what to do when children are having to be initiated, uh, which is the main causality of these numbers. So as as we speak now, in this uh, 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 winter season, for 2023, the last time I was uh, uh, given the statistics, we we have lost uh, about 20 children in this winter season, and we are quite very devastated by this. It is really a cause for concern, and um, we have come up with proposals which were tabled to to the government that let's come together onto the table and ensure that we institutionalize the initiation season, we formalize them, so that there is everything that is done in line with tradition, but also in line with the book, in the sense that we have to have a registration, and we know, who is being enrolled, where, and by who, and we we actually know that everyone who is expected to do this is actually certified primarily by the institution of Functional leadership with the support of government, particularly the Department of Culture, Police, Health, and the key departments that are expected to give support.
0: My, my understanding, uh, Mr. Mkiva, is that you have initiation that happens twice a year. So you would have the winter initiation season and the summer initiation season. So mm-hmm. um, when you look at th- this issue around the loss of life, do you find that at least based on previous years, you're losing lives comparatively at almost the same rate during both seasons?
2: Yeah, well, we could say uh, that the numbers um, have been sticking between 15 and 30 uh, 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 from one season to the other. And this is a huge number. And these numbers have been fluctuating in some years. We're able to arrest the situation when we say we have managed uh, to definitely alleviate these bogus initiation schools in, in, in certain parts and then they mushroom elsewhere, which creates the fluctuation. And so it, it, it is indeed um, a, a, a more than just a cause for concern. It has become now a national disaster, and that is why that we, as the institution of such land leadership, have actually taken a lead to come up with policy proposals that can actually affect Uh, this situation, and that is based on what we are are talking about insofar as institutionalization and formalization of the initiation season. Mm -hmm. Because our people, Kesi, are are, are quite very religious about this matter, and it's not going to take people issuing press statements, sitting in an ivory tower, pointing fingers. This is a matter of reality on the ground. There are criminals at play that are employing a modest operandi of traffic of human traffickers. And they use the rites of passage from Boywood to Manwood as a business for them to maximize profit and to make money at the expense of the lives of our children. We want people who are interested in this to come down to the ground at grassroots level to have a full appreciation of what actually obtained. And therefore, they can work with us as the institution of traditional leadership to prevent this calamity. We are the ones who say the custom is not more important than life. Life is precious, and life has to be protected, but these customs have to be done within the confines of the laws, within the confines of the acceptable practices, norms, and values of our traditions. So what is happening here is an abuse of the rights which are enshrined in the Constitution, where certain individuals are saying they have the right to actually set up a, a bogger school anywhere, anyhow. So this is anarchy, which we must calm down heavily, even if it means we must employ a high-cost claim down on them.
0: All right. Let me bring in Dr. Zulu. Dr. Zulu, part of my understanding of you know the process of... A young boy going, you know, through initiation and even being allocated a school that they, where they will undergo this initiation. Is that it's, it's an integrated approach. So you have parents and guardians of these young boys that are supposed to be involved in, in the process, that, that are supposed to be asking some of the questions of, of the people that are going to be running uh, you know, this service effectively um, for, for families. Because this is, uh, you know those that are running the initiation schools are service providers that, that are charging a fee uh, for, for, for what they are doing.
1: Oh, Marcus, yeah. Thank you very much. That's yes. Uh, you see, the integrated approach is a good uh, is a good way to uh, to use uh, in terms of the family, you know, uh, the child and the parents uh, as well as the school. Uh, but first of all, uh, I think we need to correct the language. You see, this concept of the, the the use of the word initiation school that is a colonial construct. Cool. Uh, so actually, what we call in Sutu we call the bolo is actually a school. It's actually an academic. It's an academy where, for example, uh, you know, g- uh, children are admitted at a very young age, and then they go through this uh, particular training along with their peers. And uh, and when you actually read uh, the book uh, uh, Long Walk to Freedom uh, the, by, by the great legend Nelson Mandela, he mm-hmm. he also narrates uh, his experience there where he was admitted as, as a young as a young as a young boy there, and that school was run very well professionally, See that. And then uh, and, and then after the graduation, uh, you know, for example, in his case, they they had um, uh, King Meligui, culture team, who came to address them. So it was quite an honorable academy. So uh, unfortunately today uh, we are still using these colonial constructs simply because uh, not much work has been done really on, in terms of research by the scholars to try to make sure that this school is projected uh, properly. Now another point is, the, is, the, is, is also the design of the school. So, for example, um, the, the, if you go back in the ancient times, uh, this school was run using a, a triad model, so, or what I normally call three rings. So, for example, there was ring one, ring two, ring three. So, uh, so for example, let's say that uh, you have a school, and then let's call that school, let's say, ring one. You see that? And then from there, you're going to have... Uh, what they call the HOGA, which is a quality assurance structure so you have the training school which is the Bullo, and then you have the quality assurance institution right which is separate from the school but it works with the school it is there to ensure that uh, you know the, these kids are trained according to the high standards of, of the of the cultural knowledge the traditions and 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 so forth and then also you have another structure which is ring three which is the association of the of, of uh, the part? These are people who run these uh, schools, these academies. You see, that's what we have. Now, we have lost all that today. So uh, the people who run these schools, for example, you've got anybody who feels like running the school, they will do it, and it's for business, and there is no quality assurance, and there is no uh, association whereby the owners of the schools, the teachers of the schools, the professors of the schools, undergo upgrade training, that sort of stuff. And then that's the issue. And as uh, uh gives makes a point there that there's also the element of criminality that is involved there. So so we need really to, to go back to the design, original design of these schools in order to remedy this issue of the deaths that occur, for example.
0: Dr. Zulu, I wonder what the role of, of money in all of this is, because... Often when we talk about, you know, um, the training school, as you put it, initiation schools, as it would often be described, we don't talk about the fact that there is a financial aspect attached to it. And how much of that is a driving factor for why it is you will see um, these illegal schools and bogus, um, you know, individuals sort of creeping up ever so often
1: well yes there is of course the economics of, of schools like any other institution you know you go to vet university you you pay these hefty fees and stuff like that and they make lot of money stuff like that so I think uh, the money aspect for me is not a problem it's similar to let's say something like let's say wine? so if you if you if you drink wine within you know the confines the limits of uh, decorum sobriety and stuff like that wine is healthy but of course if you abuse it then it becomes harmful so in this particular case yes we have issues of high unemployment rate as you know uh, maybe more than half more than 50% for example Of unemployment rate, yes, that would also be a driving factor for some people to go in there for purposes of of business. But remember, we live in a capitalist system that says that if there is a need, you provide a service. Mm. But the problem that we have is the moral code, the morality to see how how you how you how you do how you do you do that. But there is also another aspect here, which is the father absence, and according to me, that is the biggest scourge. Uh, the statistics say that 70 percent of african families have no father so meaning out of 10 families only three have a father and remember it is the father who is there to instill the moral code the social conscience in the in the in in the in the child in the especially the boy that is to say you see the, the mother is not equipped to 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 do these things to really raise the boy correctly the father is, is his role to do that, but he's not there, he's missing in action. So, so we have these couple of issues that need to be addressed.
0: Just uh, as a point of interest for me, how much do, um, do, do people charge on average for, um, for, for to take in students at initiation schools?
1: Uh, well, that's a, that, well, that one, you know, I wouldn't really know. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. other members of this family can answer that because usually uh, these institutions are run in a secret way. Mm-hmm. So meaning that, you know, a lot of things are kind of between, let's say, uh, the, the, the client and the person who's providing uh, the service, for example. Right. So I wouldn't really
2: know that.
0: Yes. Uh, Mr. Mkiva, very briefly, do you have an idea? Of, of the average cost, the going cost?
2: Well, <laughs> no, it's. I don't think that we need to get into that detail. But uh, I would say that uh, because the children would spend a month uh, all, or, or, or a month and a half in the, in the, in the mountain mm. during the season, mm. uh, so the resources that are actually put forward also have to ensure issues related to catering and so on and so forth. All right,
0: so you're not going to tell me how much it is. I'll put it out to my listeners then. Listeners, please let us know how much are you paying on average where you are sending um, students for initiation. Give us a sense of what that costing looks like because we can't deny the fact that those schools that are operating, that are bogus schools, are being incentivized in some way or another to keep coming up. And if, if the cost element is not addressed, then it means that we, we might not be fully addressing the the challenge around why they keep coming up. In a moment, I'll also bring in Reverend Daniela, who is with the South African Men's Forum. It's time for your latest head.
3: The Talking Point with Cathy We Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
0: So we continue the conversation on the talking point and uh, we are dealing now just with the issue of initiation deaths or rather deaths uh, of of students at initiation schools. Uh, Dr. Zulu saying that they should be rather referred to as training schools for these uh, young people. So. Uh, w- joining us for this conversation is, of course, Dr. Zuluma Tabo Zulu. You also heard from Zolani Mkiva, who is the Secretary General of the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. Uh, Reverend Joshua Mdanyelwa is the Gauteng Chairperson of the South African Men's Forum. Reverend, you have issued a statement. You're calling for... Um, the different entities that are involved with this process of initiation to really unite um, a, and, and come together as a way of, of seeking solutions. It's not the first time that we've had this call. So what do you think needs to be done now that has not been done previously, despite the calls and the efforts to unite the sector?
3: Uh, I must say that the um, the issue, the so south Africa is a it's a democratic country that has laws there are pieces of legil- legislation that can be used to be able to address certain issues um, if there is a death or if there is an issue of uh, murder, or if there's issue of health, there, there there are there are legislation that deals with those things. So for me, there is that low hanging fruit that the things that those legislation can be used. But here's the thing, I think the issue of a a boy child, it's a, a we call it a, a, an endangered, endangered species. That a boy child is an endangered species. Not only that uh, a boy child die in initiation schools, but if you look, when the boy child turns 7, he plays in dangerous areas uh, like uh, dams. he dies. When he turns 14, he joins the gangs, he dies. Um, when he he, 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 he he gets to be a teenager, then he gets to initiation schools, then he dies there. So uh, a boy child is endangered. So the, the problem with this issue is that these boys are, are faceless. Because of the secrecy around or secrecy around the issue that you know we should not tell people who's this, what has happened. But once, if we are able to to talk about rhinos openly and and rally resources to say, don't kill the rhino, how much more of a boy child? I think for me, the hanging fruit is using the legislation that we have. Uh, criminal act. And and those who are involved in, was this for me, this um, uh, cultural practice is very important. Uh, 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 As a forum, we said this cultural practice is important. But let's make sure that uh, those who are messing up these cultural practices, they must face the might of the law. That's what we say.
0: You want a lot more transparency in the process. And I think what you're saying is important because we're not just dealing with with numbers of um, people that have died. These are young children Mm -hmm. who come from families, who had hopes for their future, who had their own individual aspirations Mm -hmm. of what they might become. And saw this process as being integral into taking the next step um, in their lives. But this issue of secrecy, we seem to not be able to get over it. If we can't even have a conversation on a national platform about how much it, it costs, yep. um, I, I would think that that's basic information. I don't know why mm-hmm. that would be secret. I don't know why that needs to be sort of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kept kept mm-hmm. under cover. But if we can't even talk about that or on a national platform, what else that is really important. Mm-hmm. Is, is left under covers.
3: Yeah, you see, for me, I, I still say to those uh, traditionalists to say, let's keep it as secret as it is, but let's not keep a secret about it. Secrecy, it will be an honor about the whole practice, which for me I think it's important. But also, must understand ta- culture is dynamic. You know, uh, as it goes, it needs to change. It needs to adapt. But if we don't adapt, then we keep it as a secret. Pe- our young boys will continue to die in, 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 in those spaces. But I'm just thinking of a mother with a single parent who has raised this boy in a difficult way and tried by all means. When he when turns 13 and he says, I want you to be a man. And somebody has promised to help him to make his child, his boy to be a man. But at the end of the day, he's a corpse. For me, it's, it's that's not a good thing. So for me... Let these boys not be faceless. Let it, let's remove the whole secret around this thing, and 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 tell statistics how much. Like now, they can't even tell how much is being charged there. You know, uh, so it's important that let's remove the secrets so that we're able. Culture is dynamic. That's what we're saying as men's forum,
0: Doctor Zulu. I want to bring you in on this issue of the the households that are headed by women, and again, around what is a very secretive process um, around men and young men in this country, is that part of not where the gap lies, where bogus individuals are able to come in and and, and, and take over and steal the process? Because I'm, I'm imagining that even some of these mothers, when they ask questions, they're not given answers. They're just mm. told mm. to pay up and let their child go through this process because that's that's the way that they become a man.
1: Yes, and that's very very sad, very tragic. I mean, uh, you even have cases where the child gets abducted, actually. Mm. You know, gets abducted, and then uh, the, the mother, the, the boy is not there, did not show up, and then eventually they get a message uh, from these. your child is with us, you need to pop up, I don't know, so many cows or whatever the case might be, and then, you know, and, and, then, and then, you know, those kind of situations, yes. So we have those uh, tragic issues that are happening, but I just want to um, basically, and, and, and that's why uh, I was mentioning the aspect of father absence. If you really investigate this matter deeply, and scientifically, You're going to find that the causality of, of this immorality, this moral decay, this criminality and so forth is the further absence. The further absence is responsible for more than 80% of the criminality that we experience in our country. Because you see, uh, these, these, um, uh, for some of these schools are run by gangs, for example, and these gangs have got further absence issues. So that, that issue, I think we need to foreground it as part of the, the solution to solve this problem. I don't know how we're going to do it. Other countries, I mean, I've traveled the world. Other countries, what they do is that they set up something called um, a big brother system, where, whereby, for example, if uh, there's a single parent uh, family, then you're going to have this father uh, figure, right? who comes to this family, helps the child with the homework, takes them out for shopping and uh, sports and stuff like that, and maybe they pay some kind of a fee or something like that for that particular service. But that helps a lot. The boy can then, a lot of questions can be answered to the boy because there is a father figure there. Uh, uh, research shows that the father does not only have to be a biological father. It can also be a father figure and African society recognizes that that's why it's got the principle of malume, right who is not a biological father of the child but plays a very positive role in terms of the child growing up correctly and children who are raised like that they don't have identity issues but in our particular case we are talking about father absence in all respects and I think we need To address that particular issue. And the other aspect of secrecy and sacredness, I just want to address that because that's a very important point.
4: You see, uh,
1: sacredness is a value. Uh, Secrecy is a value. So we don't have to destroy the values of this institution for purposes of solving these criminality issues. We should address these criminality issues. You know, um, uh, it's like, it's like um, fixing a car, a broken car. If, if, if in order to fix an engine, you need to have a design knowledge of the engine. You need to know that the engine, for example, there's a head cylinder, which is the brain of the engine. There's a combustion chamber, which is the one that produces vertical motion. And there's an oil pan, which, which converts vertical motion into circular motion so the car can move. But you need somebody with that engineering knowledge to to do that. You can't just have somebody who knows nothing about engines to to come and try to fix engines. That's why if you look at modern cars, when you open the hood, actually the engine, you don't even see the engine, it's hidden. Because the design process is that people who know nothing about engines should not even touch the engine because they're going to break it. So in this particular case, we need research science. That's what we do at Maldives University Research Institute. So we do we, we engage in research science so that we can scientifically identify and solve this issue. All
0: mm-hmm. right. Uh, thanks for that, Dr. Zulu. I- I'm seeing uh, some of our listeners are responding to the question I asked about how much it actually costs uh, to send uh, a young person to a training at, at an, ishi- an, an initiation school. Uh, here's some of the figures I'm getting. Uh, one of our listeners says, I'm disappointed that the gentleman did not want to reveal how much is being paid. In Bushbuck Ridge this year, the average was 3700 but the cost depends one school to another. Some offer food and some a family member has to take food to the initiates every single day. So that's one perspective out in Bushbug Ridge. Uh, somebody else who is out in um, the eastern parts of the in in, in the eastern Cape um, says that they were paying. OK, this this is actually uh, quite a lot of money um so the, the the overall costs that they are putting around the the cost of taking um a, a child to initiation school is at about 50,000 rand which is a, a a huge amount of money um 50,000 rand 50,000 rand for what um mr mkiva i'm going to bring you back in here on this issue uh, the issue of costs does that sound about right and and and, and what i'm getting is that Different provinces charge different prices. And that's also what the voice notes are suggesting to us. Um, I'll play two around how much it costs in, in, in another part of Limbobo and also in, in Lesotho. But Mr. Mkiva, uh, j- just speak to us about some of the numbers that are, are being given right now.
2: Well, <coughs> you see, if we're to deal with the issue of numbers, we, we, we are going to be confronted by a challenge because each, each locality will have a different number. You may even say in the Eastern Cape you may have different numbers. In, in just in a province that has got eight regions, you will find that you've got... Di- so there's nothing standardized, Cape. And some of those numbers are true to different localities, uh, and they are not relevant to different... That's why we are saying there has to be some form of formalization
0: professionalization and standardization where it needs to be. So, so, so Dr. Mkiva, sorry to come in the The issue around cost for me, and, and it's mm. linked to this, is that where you have in a particular area where the cost has become unattainable, it creates room for people to come up and offer the service at a cheaper rate and claim to still be able to do it effectively, you know, where they say, no, yeah, those ones no. are just ripping you off. So come to my school. And we know no. how, how important a cultural practice it is. And because of that, some families are left with no choice but to go with what would be the cheaper option that perhaps is not offering uh, the best of, of, of services.
2: No, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that analysis entirely. Okay. Look carefully. The, the family. Firstly, let me address this issue of secrecy. There's nothing secret about children having to uh, uh, undergo the rites of passage it is known and it is communicated openly in the family children even know even a year in advance and their family meetings that are convened with the participation of mothers that they know that in 2024 our boy tide will be going to the mountain it is actually announced and preparations are put in place that's one Number two, the issue of recognized uh, traditional surgeons that must undertake the work that needs to be done. Uh, it is also an issue that the family must actually consider. The family must take decisions to say, we must go to umshate and actually confirm that these are the certified traditional surgeons and nurses and so on and so forth. All of those matters are put above Bought. they are known. They must not confuse secrecy with sacredness. Then there are sacred issues which are then are the details of what actually is entailed as part and parcel of the education that must ensue once the children are there. There are things that are openly spoken about but there are things that are issues of sacredness which cannot be communicated overtly. So I'm saying the issue of price. Yes, when you consider the time children are enrolled and the time children spend in the mountain and, they, and the homecoming ceremony, which others refer to as the graduation, when you look at the overall price, it may be anything from ten thousand even to hundred thousand, but it is not putting any pressure to any family to spend money that they do not have because there are options whereas the homecoming ceremony is usually it's, it's just a celebration where people then go you know ballistic in terms of um, showing their excitement uh, you know of the homecoming of their own child from the mountain so they would choose what to spend but in terms of the ritual it takes just maybe a goat or two goats or three goats for the whole exercise to be completed.
0: Other things are just thrills. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Mr. Mkiva, a goat, two goats, three goats already were on 10,000 rand. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's quite a, a wide range that we're dealing with. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm back with some of your voice notes on this issue and also uh, lots of your calls out uh, to take on this issue as well.
3: Conversations that you connect with and react to. This
2: guy, this guy is, is just running away from the
3: point, because now you need to know the differences between the cost. He is not answering that, he is just meandering, beating the bushes. Why is he not just saying this straight forward and answer your question? Hi. good morning kathy i i think these gentlemen studios they're not really uh, playing ball here Uh, i can tell you now uh, mr mkiva as well i'm disappointed he should have he should have mentioned to you that that 50000 it's 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 the person who wrote that fifty thousand talks about for example the budget when you're gonna take your son to the um to the mountain which is the slaughtering um umki from the beginning right till the end it doesn't mean that the fifty thousand is for when you take a person to a particular uh, so-called school it, it is not it cannot be right the price it ranges is not even 3000 but uh, yeah that's i thought let me just come out, come in there i'm from eastern cape as well thank okay. you
0: all right Th- thanks for that clarity on that issue vuyo you are in cape town good morning
4: morning Kate. hi the, the problem the, the reason we're having this problem i put the blame on the government. I come from Mount Frey in a village called Queensland. There, we last lost an initiate in 1986 due to the recklessness. The then government banned the whole village not to perform the tradition for up to five years. Since 1991, up until today, we only lost one person due to illness. So if the government can put such measures because some of the people they don't want to change with time they don't want to adapt to the nowadays and then they are covering up if the government can come up with something like that and then the village would know that if one person messes up it's going to affect the whole of us because now i was told uh, we told that they had to go to other villages to perform the tradition because of that recklessness so it's the government that is the problem.
0: All right, Vuyo, thanks for that view. Mutsati in Pretoria, good morning.
5: Hey how you? How are, you? How are, you? How are you? Let me be quick. Uh, I think, thanks very much. I, I from Limpopo, just based in Pretoria, I went to initial school, I think, in 1992 uh, in Limpopo. I think what, what just hope that uh, Mr. Um, Mkiv and others maybe. Um, they could just go to Limpopo and benchmark. You know, it's it's what's happening in Limpopo. It's just something that is wonderful there. Um, I heard you when you started. You said, you know, you know, I talk about some issues dying in Limpopo. It's very rare to find that happening in Limpopo. Let me tell you what's happening in Limpopo. In Limpopo, there's a good relationship between the provincial government of Limpopo and Maroshi. So what normally happens is that Maroshi and the, the provincial government don't work together and. In different districts of Zimbabwe, uh, Maori knows who are the correct people to open these agency schools, and in those communities, they will never allow any bogus person to go and open an agency school. For example, this year, my brother's kids went there in my village. You know, a lot of young people went there, and we we know who are these people who, who opened. It. For example, the person I went to school in 1992, that that all men passed away, but these kids that to continue with that, with, with, with open schools. So we know who opens schools, and also in terms of charging. The provincial government of Limpopo, together with the House uh, of leaders in Limpopo, they, they, they have got a certain amount of charge. For example, in my village, kids paid 2300 to go to a, a school, so that's the amount they pay. So Limpopo has been doing very well, and I think, it's because of the relationship between the community, the traditional leadership and the provincial government. I think mm-hmm. that's what maybe they will need to go and learn. I mean, I, 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 we never, it's, it's very hard to, it's hard to find people that over 10 or 5 inches that even if they need to die, it's not normally because of uh, the porch operation, or whatever it might be the comes, but everything is done properly there. I went back in 1992 All and right. I was, or ten years at a time, and if things are going very well, so they need to go learn in Popo. How Simpopo does things, and I think that's how they can benchmark. make these issues, problems of issues, of of India's dying will come. And thanks very much, Kathy. All
0: right, Mutaji. Thanks for 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 that uh, perspective. Lucky in Kokstad. Good morning. In Inflex Oh, in flexstaff All right. Hello, in- Lucky.
6: In yes. Hello. No, you know what? What I think, I mean, this thing must be professionalized a boy from initiation school has to be given a professional certificate you know because these boys in our areas when they're coming back from these uh, initiations, they misbehave they steal they do so under uh, under that professional there has there have to be conditions under which the boy has to manner or has to behave you know once the boy now is misbehaving or or, or not taking care died of all the conditions under which now in that professional certificate is is issued with has to be struck off you know maybe because, like you know, you,
0: era, maybe like you, what is needed is more of of a pledge rather than a certificate because even if it's a pledge even
6: yeah. if it's a what but it has to be to, to to be linked with something so that once the boy now is off the line now that now is taken to the traditional council, and then it's struck off now. And then it is demoted now back to the to the boy, boy size cycle, you know? Because here it's making no sense in our own areas. Me, Mr. please, into our own areas. It's bad. It just work around the eastern Pondoland. Thieves, is bringing thieves. People are
0: killing uh,
6: mothers and fathers, you know? You know? professionalize
0: this thing, please. All right, lucky in in Flagstaff, sorry, in Flagstaff, thanks for that call. Uh, Moses, you are in Palabo Good morning, Moses. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Moses. Go for it. Yes, I also like to greet the
7: gentleman there who are some from government or something there. They are talking nice things. I like the gentleman that talks about the, the uh, the, that institution is schooling, uh, that is very good, that uh, is what uh, I, I've seen is making a lot. I went to initiation school myself, and when I came out of, out of there, uh, I wanted to see myself as a person who can erect <laughs> uh, maybe uh, one room or a shed out of nothing for my family to live man. I've been trained there in the initiation school, but that didn't happen. So uh, the other one that I want to talk about is the issue of safety. That 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 uh, initiation school highly contested. I don't know if it's for business or what. Uh, the, the This king wants to do the initiation, and then the other king refuses, and that mm-hmm. other one refuses. And uh, uh, normally those rituals and the Sangomas, they use the uh, if that initiation school is not protected well by those Sangomas, uh, those, those kids there uh, can die all, all, all at the same time because of those jealousies. That's, that's why I didn't want to take my son there because of that. Uh, where I saw no, there's a security threat there because they, it's it's being contested. There. I don't know how much money they're making. I uh,
0: I I, I, w- I, w- I was going to say, you know, Moses, this issue of, of of the money seems to me really central to part of why it is so contested.
7: Yeah, I I was uh, just now. Uh, I think it was a year back. Uh, initiation schools who happen today in Zanin, uh, no, wow. they were charging 2000 for a child, and he uh, had a lot of children there. And uh, obviously the money is huge there. So the problem is it's a business, of course. So they need to benefit from their culture. I support that 100%. I'm only worried about the, the, the safety issue, because... Those things are protected by Sangoma. You, you really need to have a strong Sangoma that know how to protect that area. But uh, right. I, I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry if I said that a lot because the things you don't tell mm-hmm. women especially, or people who didn't go there, you see. i like mm-hmm. to apologize to the gentlemen there uh, if I said something I shouldn't say. The a secret, secret space But I'm worried about the safety because of it closely contrasted. I All like right. to accept uh, the a lot.
0: All right, Moses. Thanks for that call. Moses is out in Palabora. It's time for the news. I'll wrap up with our guests on this conversation on the other side of the letter.
3: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Hi, Oskithi. It's Kupel from from uh, Port Elizabeth. Listen, Osi, um, the thing is, my, my brother was saying uh, we must professionalize this thing so that we can demote men to boys. I am saying, Pansi uh, Namato, who go out and live their lives only to come back 18 years later and pay 50 grand for their kid to be initiated into, man, into manhood. Oh, also they have, they they would have taught that 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 same boy to be a man during the course of the 18 years that he's lived in this life. initiation school doesn't teach manhood. Manhood is taught from birth. Good day, Kathy. Uh, this is to me in Bloemfontein. Um, I would like to challenge the gentleman really who's talking about secrecy and sacredness i think the gentleman is just throwing in semantics into the into 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 this discussion i i feel you cannot convince communities that this uh, initiation school um, is important while you're keeping any part of it a secret communities have to be able to judge the process against the outcome so that they can say yes this is important but if any part of it is kept a secret how do you begin to sell its importance to communities i really don't understand it thank you
0: morning katie this is Anele Indeben. i'm not satisfied with your case why they come on air with the less information why they hide how much is being is being charged for the initiation because for them is just to give uh the the estimation because they are charging the 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 different different fees why hi hi that is wrong with with us people we are robbing people and we claim to be to 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 be to to be fighting against those who are who are who, who are doing wrong and we hide the information? Aye, aye, aye. These people, uh, Kathy, your guests here, I just came to play here. Thank you.
3: Kathy, do you mind, Mama? Mama and I decided to go to the Yeah, I decided to go to initial school at the and we only paid $100. Then from there, 12,5 and then sugar beans, yeah. That's it. The reason why I decided to go to a in South Africa. is ba 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 Good morning, Kathy Castro in Uh Initiations fee, school fee uh, this year, it was two thousand one hundred. Thank you.
0: All right, so quite a bit coming out of this conversation. It's 10 after 11 o'clock. You're listening to The Talking Point. So what we're going to do now is round off our conversation from uh, the previous hour, taking a look at these initiation schools and in particular the deaths that are taking place, what is leading and and driving these deaths. Thanks for all of uh, your contributions to this conversation. I'm going to give our guests an opportunity just to give their concluding uh, remarks. Dr. Zulu, I'll kick it off with you.
1: Sorry. So can I just repeat? I got sidetracked. So, 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 so what
0: I was doing is giving you just an opportunity to give your concluding remarks to this conversation.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, So, these institutions, these schools we're talking about, these cultural institutions, are extremely
7: important. they were
1: target of destruction. You know, the colonial colonialism, the Euro Christian colonial uh, system. Uh, destroyed there was a systematic attempt to destroy these institutions and uh, I think we are suffering the effects of that today because the knowledge is is broken you know the procedures are missing and also accountability and stuff like that so we need to start off and and reconstruct uh, these uh, institutions the knowledge and on the aspect of cost I would like to say that I think and uh, emphasis instead of being really on let's say a, 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 a specific price per se, I think the emphasis should be more on the funding model. To you know, you know, like this is something that is used, for example, uh, in engineering. It's used uh, in different uh, professions where, for example, we say, okay, how do we arrive at the cost of this thing? Right? You know, uh, uh, effort or, uh, or or difficulty. Or duration and stuff. So the funding model, I think, will be a very will give us more information in terms of the cost of of these things. And also, of course, we need to professionalise this thing. I totally agree with that. And what it basically means then is that we need to have a quality assurance, uh, which will make sure that uh, these schools are run properly. And we need to have associations of the owners of these schools. To make sure that they undergo regular update in terms of continuing education all right and also, and also we need to make sure that we have our systems in place
0: thanks for your contribution dr Zuluma Tabo zulu zolani mkiva is the secretary general of contralesa uh, mr mkiva your parting shot
2: no i think i am i'm happy to hear the reviews from the people and indeed Controlessa has made a clarion call and it's uh, also reach out to government that indeed the one-stop solution for the challenges that we have in the initiation is to institutionalize, formalize, and professionalize. And all other issues are are the details that will come out of that, because we believe that's the only solution. It will also deal with the issues of pricing, everything else that has to do with the institutional professionalism, the whole value chain for that matter. Uh, So we think that the sooner we do that, the better and we'll solve the problem once
0: and for all. All right. Zolamni Mkiva, thank you so much for your contributions this morning. And Reverend Mtanye your final shot. Yeah.
3: They said it takes a village to raise a child. I want to call out to those men who went to initiation school to protect this institution. But not only that, but to protect these boys. Because as I've said, they're not faceless. They are very important to their uh, parents. But also we look, need to look into how do we support the parents that have lost their loved one through this loan. So for me, the most important thing is that men should rise up and take their space and and challenge them. Let them be gatekeepers in their communities. Uh, so to protect uh, a, a boy child, but also the government must arrest those people as like we have seen a lot of court cases now on the media let's see also those court cases of the people that uh, who kill those uh, boys let them be on the media let the media see them so that even those one who try to do this thing will stop to do that but i'm just saying let men rise up and stop this thing
0: Reverend Matanyelwa is the Gauteng Chairperson for the South African Men's Forum. Let me thank you all for your contributions to that conversation. Yeah, I I do still have a number of messages uh, coming through on this issue of initiation. Just to read uh, a few of them, um, Brian Mabaye in Protead Lane says, Hi, Cathy. From your guests, I wonder if initiation deaths are not caused by illegal deaths doctors alone or that a certain tribal ritual customs were not followed. As a vendor person, I can relate to our cultural heritage ways uh, because we as Africans have our own particular way of life. Uh, Mahabe saying, morning, Kathy. In our area, it ranges from 1,800 rand to 3,500 rand. Uh, that's the cost for a student to be uh, taken into the training. Uh, Dr. Rasila from Limpopo says, price depends. Generally, it comes to 4,000 rand and How does one not know? And one does not know for what, rather? Is it true that nothing is standardised? Bogus ones even go higher at times. Uh, there's nothing to be secret about when it comes to the price uh, on initiation schools. Um, another one saying that um, about ten years ago we were asked for ten thousand rand uh, to pay initiation school uh, for a, a woman and for a, a woman and her son in particular. We agreed, provided an invoice was supplied with a breakdown of what the costs were for we were distressed to see that the majority was for cases of alcohol brandy whiskey and beer that's what the money was going towards so yeah uh, really lots of responses to that conversation we'll take a quick break and then we're back with matters of property and tenants that have run rogue and are not paying rent